Welcome back to the Psychotic Break. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Maddie. And today we are going to be talking about the halo effect. It's kind of what it sounds like. Imagine a person with a halo over them. If you (laughs) see that, you're probably going to think good things of them. I'd be concerned if you didn't. Yeah, it's literally... I, I I was about to say an angel, but an angel... Is weird. I almost picture it, we're gonna get a little religious-y, like the Holy Spirit. It almost is this figment that is just around that just gets passed, you know? I don't know that if that makes any sense. That gets passed through what? You know how like the Holy Spirit was sent in regards mm-hmm. to like God cannot be everywhere, but we have the Holy Spirit who lives with among us and mm-hmm. it, it it goes, it, it is a spirit to some degree, and that's how I almost see the halo effect where it is being pushed upon a person. I, I don't know if that helped at all, yeah. I could see that. I mean, for those non-religious folk, it's just looking at a person and making a very quick bias that they're good or bad based on their appearance or very little information. Yeah. Which, honestly, in some level, sounds really good. We should always remain that, like, optimism towards all things and people. As we will get to, it can be semi-negative. But overall, I don't think it's the worst thing. It may just lead to a bit of ignorance. Definitely. We've talked about bias and stereotype before. And halo effect in itself is a form of cognitive bias. We're looking at someone to get an impression of them and we jump to conclusions. And sometimes that's really helpful. I mean, it's helpful in the business world, like seeing a brand that we trust and be like, okay, here's my money. (laughs) Maybe that's not such a good thing, but Also, when we see someone familiar, someone we've grown up with, our friends, family, we look at them as good people because they're familiar to us. Exactly. And a big, as Maddie was saying, especially with brands, I think the big one is we'll use Kellogg's because everyone knows Kellogg's. I don't remember what cereals they do, but we know Kellogg's as the brand where their boxes always say on the cover front part is we have whole wheat, we are this and that, we have all the vitamins, all these really good key words that obviously attract us because we want, unfortunately, sugar things, but we want it to be at least semi-healthy regardless if it actually is healthy or not, but because the box is saying such positive regards, we don't check the back and we put this perception onto all these other things that are made by Kellogg's, where if Kellogg's makes this healthy cereal, then their granola bars or whatever the hell else they make is also going to be healthy. Totally. And to generalize that even further... A place like Whole Foods or Sprouts, they're known to be farmer's market, organic, friendly, and it's not to say that they don't have unhealthy stuff. We just think it's better. (laughs) To be honest, I'm guilty of this. Like Whenever I'm craving something sugary, I feel much better about getting a cupcake from Whole Foods than I do getting it from the gas station or just like a place where I can get a cheap cupcake. 
Exactly. That is literally the halo effect where they have positive spin on Whole Foods as a whole market of being healthy. And we transfer it to all of their products, regardless if they're actually healthy or not. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at this in a different frame. Let's look at people. Is there, I mean, you know, this is kind of risky, like pointing out the things that we see as good, but I mean, let's do something easy. I feel drawn to people wearing glasses and maybe that's because I have glasses. Maybe that's because I was, you know, stereotyped when I was younger that I had to be more intelligent because I had glasses. It's not that I wanted to believe that for myself, but I was like, you know what? When I see a person with glasses, I think they're smarter. I hate to say it, but I think I'm the exact same way. It's the same reason why I almost wanted glasses when I was younger, because people looked better with them. It made them look smarter, the whole stereotypes of nerds. And I don't know, it, it's the accessory that you get to have that also helps you. It It's great. Yeah. It's funny because I used to hate my glasses. I mean, you could have taken them when I was younger. I, I just like, I was like, oh, people keep calling me four eyes. I once wore sunglasses over my glasses. So a guy called me six eyes. I kind of, I kind of did that to myself, but, um, <laughs> but I didn't like my glasses, but then I, then people kept stereotyping me and I was like, okay, maybe it's not a bad thing that they just assume that I'm smarter. I can use that to my advantage. Yeah, and that is, it's weird because it's almost a negative stereotype in some regard because you're being called almost a nerd. You're getting insulted for having these glasses, but who are they going to turn to when there's like an equation or something that they don't know? They're like, oh, the person with the glasses would probably know, regardless of the idea that maybe their retinas just suck. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. I distinctly remember multiple people in high school asking me for help, asking me for like straight up test questions, straight up um, answers. And I would tell them, first of all, this is wrong. It's immoral. Learn it yourself. (laughs) Also, I don't fucking know. (laughs) I'm smart. Okay. First of all, Maddie is very smart. This is maybe just in math. Maddie is not the best at math sometimes. (laughs) No, no, definitely not. So, I mean, I do want to talk about, do you think anyone takes advantage of the fact that they have a a certain halo effect about them? Oh, confidently. It's almost an ego boost if you almost realize that people view you positively, regardless if you've actually done something. And you may even think to yourself where it's, I haven't done anything to deserve such positive praise but it's going to obviously make you feel very confident about yourself and almost get away with stuff where you might be an average student, even in the classroom, not even a kiss ass or anything, but your classmates enjoy you. Your teacher doesn't really care too much about you. So you kind of get away with things like being on your phone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can relate to that because uh, for some reason, people just assume I'm a good girl, I follow the rules, all of this, and I, I do typically do all of that. But there was an instance where I realized that the halo effect was on me. I was at work at a daycare, and the daycare's family lives in the home. Like I see them walking around every once in a while. And the daycare provider's son will call him Zeke 
even though that's like so far from his actual name. I don't know why I'm thinking of that name, but Zeke, quote unquote, walks in and he's like, hey, mom, our code's not working. And then the mom is like, oh, what code did you use? And then he's like, you know, I'll make up some numbers, you know, one, two, three, four. And they said that, you know, and I was in the crossfire and I just heard all this. And then, um, and then I said, I don't know if I'm supposed to be hearing this. And then she's like, oh, you wouldn't do anything. I trust you. And I felt really good about that, but I'm also a creative person. So I'm like, you know what? What if I just broke in? I know how, I know the code. So I mean, like they have so much trust in me and they would never believe it's me. Obviously guys, I'm not going to do that. No, it's amazing because you do the bare minimum, but you are trusted as an individual, which not to make it extreme, but it almost feels like you could get away with murder, you know, where I think that about Priuses, I'm always like, I drive a Prius, therefore I am a good person. I save the environment, this, this and that. They would never catch me if I was speeding or something because they're like, it's a Prius. They would go after a Beamer or, I don't know, a Mustang or something. It's It gets applied to literally everything because of the stereotype. It totally is. Yeah, Halo Effect has a lot of power. So let me tell you the opposite of Halo Effect. <laughs> it's le- <laughs> It's legitimately called Horn effect <laughs> do you know why it's called horn effect because that is so opposite of halo like why not horn oh like horns like the devil horns yeah i think so um, that is so creative it is and i mean it's it's the opposite you look at someone or something and you immediately just don't feel good about it you think it's evil I mean, okay, would this be applied in the same way where you almost have that gut feeling that something bad is about to happen? Or is it purely instinct where it's like, I just don't trust that girl. Like, she just has bad energy, like, coming off of her. Because there is that difference between gut feelings. Because sometimes you'll walk down the street and you're like, maybe I shouldn't go down this alleyway versus I just don't like this person based off of appearance alone. I think they both go hand in hand. I think that horn effect or halo effect can, you know, inform your decision about if something is safe or not. I mean, if you see someone coming at you in an alley, first of all, you're in an alley, I would be sketched out anyway. But (laughs) if they have a hood, if they're like concealing something, um, obviously I would have a very bad uh, feeling about it. I would... (laughs) have a horn effect or they would have a horn effect and if i mean if for some reason i was in an alley and i saw if i saw a cute dog that would have a halo effect i would trust that dog but it's in an alley you don't instinctually think oh that dog probably has rabies or something because it's in an alley But it's a cute dog, so it doesn't matter what the context is. It still has the halo effect, which makes me feel safer about the overall situation. Oh, wow. Yeah, if we were in a meadow, it would be a lot better. I I would trust anyone in a meadow. Anyone? 
Okay, not anyone, but I'm saying that context and halo slash horn effect can work together and they can also contradict each other. Yeah, I mean, I'm just amazed that you trust cute animals that quickly. Despite the literal environment telling you, hey, you should maybe run. <laughs> oh, come on. If I'm in an alley and a puppy like comes up to me, I'm not going to not pet it. I mean, yeah, they might have rabies, but they haven't given me any reason to think that yet. That's amazing because in the same sense, you're literally doing the halo effect, but I'm thinking the horn effect where it's the environment is putting the attribute onto the dog where it's if you're in an alleyway dog, you probably are sussy as hell. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to get near you because you probably have a disease. In the mm -hmm. same way that you're thinking, oh, a cute dog makes the alleyway feel safe. Because why else would a cute dog be in an alleyway? True, true. I guess you definitely do attribute more to the context. And that's the cool thing. I mean, it can be different for everyone. Everyone has different halo and horn effects. And we perceive the world differently. But I do, I do have an example. You and me were hanging out, was it yesterday? Yeah, no, two yeah, days ago. No, two days, yeah. Okay, so we were hanging out two days ago at a park, and we saw a squirrel. And this squirrel was kind of cute. It, he was fluffy, and he was, like, walking around. And I think we had a halo. We looked at him, and he had a halo effect. But the moment he started jumping towards us, we freaked out and immediately were like, okay, this context is bad. This, this squirrel needs to go. Yeah, and assuming another squirrel got near us, we'd probably think the same thing where fuck that squirrel. We don't we we don't trust squirrels anymore. They're all trying to attack us. Yeah, and that would be if we used that one situation and generalized it to the next, which a lot of people do with the horn effect and halo effect. That I like how you said that because the immediate thing, do you know the YouTube channel Jubilee? Yeah, I love yeah. Jubilee. Yeah, so they do that episode, they do these episodes where they'll bring in kids or adults and they can ask questions to these people. Like, I watched the one where it's of an inmate talking to children and they just discuss their experience and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's, they're literally trying to reverse the halo, not, they're trying to reverse the horn effect by making it, almost, not necessarily a halo, but making, like, destigmatizing to some degree, which well, I guess is semi-halo but also you're still creating a stereotype onto that thing or person but so that makes sense like it's kind of confusing it's quite the conundrum to try to reverse the halo effect without replacing it with another stereotype i mean i guess my question would be like how much effort would you have to put into changing someone's perception of a halo or a horn effect i mean let's look at it as an experiment we want you to feel comfortable in a dark alley. <laughs> Does it take like like five cute dogs to come out of it? Does it take, I don't know, some really good food, food market in that alleyway? To, like, I guess it depends on the person, but I'm wondering like how many things or instances have to occur for you to view something that you previously saw as negative now as a positive. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have a great question for you that will, I can use an actual example hmm. where it's um, Barack Obama's the shit. We like Barack Obama. However, Barack Obama's not 
he hasn't done he's done some questionable things like bombings in the Middle East. However, we still like Obama. But that got also transferred over to Joe Biden because we're like, oh, Joe and Barack, they're fucking besties, you know, (laughs) they're running mates. They're like brothers. And Joe ran for president. But then at the same time, we also don't like Joe. Maybe it is because he's an old white man, but he's associated with Barack Obama and we love Barack. Mm, Yeah, that's an example of the halo effect extending to other people in the group. When we make a friend and they introduce us to one of their friends, we automatically feel like we're friends or we should be. We feel that level of comfort because we trust our friend, therefore we trust whoever they're friends with. So I guess same thing with politics. We trust this politician and he's buddy buddy with this politician. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm a Democrat now. No, exactly. But it's weird because I trusted Joe Biden because he was friends with Barack, but because he's friends with Kamala Harris, I don't trust him anymore. It's it's weird. It's amazing how people are truly influencing my entire perception on this white man who just on his own, I probably don't really like him, but because he's friends with Barack, you know, but at what? Okay. I guess a separate question back to the whole friends scenario where if you assume that you're going to be friends with this person because you're friends with their friend, when you end up not liking their friend, does it feel like it hurts more? Like you almost failed or are you still like, okay, with when you meet a general person in the street and they don't seem to give you the same good vibes? Hmm. I mean, I hate to say this because we're probably sick of hearing it at this point, but It depends. (laughs) I have a best friend who has another friend. She introduced me and I don't like this girl. I've tried (laughs) and you know who I'm talking about and I just don't like her. And there actually was an instance where I threw a party. I invited my best friend and she's like, oh, let's call her Jackie. Jackie wants to come too. And I only took a split second to think about it. I'm like, sure, more the merrier. Even though I hate this girl and I did not want her at my party. But it's not to say that I think of my best friend any less because because she's being friends with her. I actually, I don't know. Maybe I, I have thought that, hmm, this best friend of mine, she needs to do a better job at picking her friends. See, it's... Would you say the horn effect almost came out in that moment because it spread over to your best friend where it's, why are you friends with this person if they're kind of nasty? Yeah, I would say, yeah. I guess for a brief moment, I was guilty of the horn effect, but I used logic and I was like, okay, this friend is separate from my best friend. I don't have to be friends with her if I don't want to. But I mean, it's just, that's where, that's where things get complicated. And sometimes we don't have the time or the energy to make those distinctions, which is why we have prejudice and bias in the world. We make these snap judgments because we don't really want to exert any other effort. No, it's easier. It's frickle frackle. It's literally, um, oh God, the word's not going to come to me. I've already done my schoolwork for the day, um, but I will give a long-winded uh, I, um, explanation about it. But um, Maddie, you might be able to put the term into 
to play now, but the whole, um, it's not associations, but the whole idea of where your brain needs to simplify the world quickly for you. Kind of like the family resemblance. Huh? Heuristic. Yes. You're simplifying all your relationships based off of, yeah, that, yes. (laughs) Yeah, so heuristic is a mental shortcut, and we use it all the time. Halo effect and horn effect are literally mental heuristics. I'm out of your genius. Apparently, all I feel is resolution for having that out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) No, it, it sucks when you can't find the right word. Well, I'm happy with this discussion. I think I'm ready to wrap it up. I am too. Would you like to be heads or tails? I'm so glad you have a coin. I was thinking of flipping a chocolate coin. Curiosity does get the better of me, but would you be able to distinguish between heads and tails on the coin? No. (laughs) So let's, I'll I'll be heads, can we? Forget I said anything. It is tails. All right. God, that was just so funny. Okay. We're going to pull out the timer. Okay. Today we talked about the halo effect and the horn effect, but the halo effect is a cognitive bias in which we transfer positive impressions onto a person or an object or whatever you want to call it and assume that they are also going to be positive in the opposite way, how a negative, the horn effect where a negative thing can be transferred onto other things. So we did a lot of different examples where in like marketing, things can be considered positive by certain wording and that pushes out to all of their other products in the same way our relationships work where if we think a person is great, we assume all of their other characteristics or their friendships are also going to be great people. However, we found a little bit of a flaw within that within Maddie, who put the horn effect out onto someone she does see with a halo effect. So I'm not sure where you want to go with that, but there we go. (laughs) Oh, Kimmy, that was so eloquent. And like, I don't want this to sound mean, but that sounded like the longest minute ever. Not because like what you were saying was boring or bad, but it's just like, wow, she's fitting so much information into this minute and I'm here for it. Thank you. I actually was under a minute because I was like, I have nothing else to talk about now because now I'm just confused about the whole like, what would be the middle ground between the halo and the horn effect, you know? Mm, That's interesting. We'll have to think about that. Yeah, because what is the difference between the angel and the devil? There's just the neutral party itself, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, keep that in mind, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I mean, you guys do technically have a name. I think we agreed on Breakers. Yeah. If this is the first time you're hearing your name, welcome, Breakers. (laughs) I actually like the sound of that. So, uh... Thank you for the two people who voted on Breakers. That is your name. Us. <laughs> um, let us know if you have problems with it. And let us know if you have any other ideas for podcast episodes. Check out our website in the description. Buy our merch. It supports us so we can continue creating this great content. And thanks for listening to The Psychotic Break. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kimmy. Bye. Bye.